Internal Revenue Service IRS Tax News. As hurricane season nears, IRS reminds people to prepare for natural disasters. IR 2021-101, May 4th, 2021, Washington. The Internal Revenue Service reminds everyone that May includes National Hurricane Preparedness Week. There's a link to that here. And also National Wildfire Awareness Month. There's a link to that here. Now is a good time to create or review emergency preparedness plans for surviving natural disasters. So obviously it's a good idea to have a plan in place, especially if you know about some type of natural disaster that in your location, such as hurricanes, such as wildfires, so that when they happen, you don't like panic or you can panic less, or at least as you're panicking, you can go through the routine that you set up. And that should make things a little bit easier. So, and even if you're not in these areas and you, you're just always good to have some type of emergency plan for whatever kind of a natural disaster that could take place or any kind of disaster that would be just a random event. So in any case, in the last year, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, F-E-M-A, declared major disasters following hurricanes, tropical storms, tornadoes, severe storms, flooding, wildfires, and an earthquake. Individuals, organizations, and businesses should take time now to make or update their emergency plans, secure, secure key documents, and make copies. So obviously, you know, when the hurricane happens or some kind of natural disaster happens, the goal is to get through the natural disaster. And then after it's over, then, of course, you got to deal with all the cleanup that's going to be taking place and putting everything back together. And that will include documentation and that will include uh, documentation related to bookkeeping and tax records and business records as well. So you'll, to to prepare for that then you want to make sure that you have secure locations for these documents and possibly copies for them to make that process as easy as possible. So taxpayers should place original documents such as tax returns, birth certificates, deeds, titles, and insurance policies inside waterproof containers in a secure space. So if you have to have the hard copies of these types of things, like birth certificates and so on and deeds and titles and whatnot, then in, and you're in a hurricane area, then, of course, you want to seal them up in such a place that uh, if they were to flood, then hopefully they, they're going to make it through there on the hard copies for them. Duplicates of these documents should be kept with a trusted person outside the area of the taxpayer. So, if again, if you need the hard copies and duplications of them in terms of a hard copy, then if you can have someone carrying another copy outside the place where the disaster will happen, obviously that would increase the likelihood that at least one copy would survive whatever kind of event happens that's a good internal control just in general when you're backing things up or wanting to support your data if you have it all in one location then of course your your risk will go up that uh, something could happen if you have two locations even if it's like an office location and a home location then uh, the risk may be mitigated a bit although again if you're talking about a hurricane that hits both locations that might not uh, that might not hold up in that situation but a robbery or something like that, where you have documentation in two locations might be a good plan just in general. Obviously, we have the online type of situation now, as well as external hard drives. So that's another way that you can get these copies uh, in another location. So scanning them for backup storage on electric media, such as a flash drive or another option that provides security and portability. So you can scan these documents. You could save them on a flash drive or a hard drive. There's an external hard drive oftentimes 
And again, you could put that hard drive somewhere else. You could put it in a waterproof container. You can take it somewhere else. If you're at the office and you have those documents and you want to back them up possibly and then have another copy at home, that might increase the likelihood the documents survive. And obviously, you can put some of the documents online if you have the online storage and you, you have a trusted online storage, which then would be taking them outside the general location of where the disaster would happen and be more likely to uh, to survive there as well. So document valuables and equipment, current photos and uh, current photos and videos of a home or business's contents can help support claims for insurance or tax benefits after the, a disaster. So obviously after the disaster happens, then you got to deal with the, the kind of cleanup and that's going to deal with insurance and you want to make that process as easy as possible. So if you're in a situation where you know that you have hurricane possibilities and and or earthquake possibilities and fire possibilities, then you want to make you want to look into the insurance and how the claims might be settled and make sure that you have everything to do that. And the insurance company is going to want to know that the claims being made are actually valid. So you want to make sure that you have the documentation through videotape, camera, and whatnot, saying, hey, this is what I got. You know, this is the valuation of it. And if there's any kind of disaster with it, that might make the claiming of the that property easier to do with the insurance. So all property, especially expensive and high-value items, should be recorded. The IRS Disaster Loss Workbooks in Publication 584, there's a link to that here, can help individuals and businesses compile lists of belongings or business equipment. Employers should check uh, fiduciary bonds. Employers who use payroll service uh, providers should ask the provider if it has a fiduciary bond in place. The bond could protect the employer in the event of default by the payroll service provider. The IRS reminds employers to carefully choose their payroll service providers. So payroll is going to be an important kind of thing. You don't really want to get you know, behind on, on the payroll. So when you're working with a third-party provider, if you are, there's multiple ways that you could be dealing with payroll. You might do it yourself. You might process it through a software like a QuickBooks or something like that and have them supporting you. You might have in a larger company an HR department that does payroll internally, or you might basically have, you could still have an HR department and or uh, have an external third-party provider, such as the bigger ones are like an ADP or a Paychex type of thing. Uh, but there's many different companies out there that do that. Make sure that you have a, a good, legitimate uh, payroll company that's helping you with the payroll because, you know, you don't want to get it's it's very burdensome to get <laughs> to get behind on the payroll information oftentimes. So rebuilding documents, reconstructing records after a disaster may be required for tax purposes, getting federal assistance or insurance reimbursement. Those who have lost some or all of their records during a disaster can visit IRS's reconstructing records website on one of their first steps. So if, you know, you have a disaster and wildfire, you know, goes through and burns everything and you don't have any documents and all your tax documents, all your bookkeeping and stuff is gone, then you could start to think, well, how can I reconstruct this? One way is the, the fact that many of the documentations that you have for financial documentations are given to the IRS, right? Because, you know, anybody they paid you, the IRS tells them you got to give us record of it. So that means any 1099s. So if you're in a business, you know, you might be able to kind of reconstruct at least revenue from the 1099s that might be over on the IRS website, W-2s would be over there and so on, kind of tax documentation. And that's a good place to go to kind of reconstruct, 
your bookkeeping or at least get a get a start of what what is going on in terms of financial records so you can go into the reconstructing records there's a link to that here and you can you can try to get transcripts and and that kind of thing to uh, rebuild your records so irs standards red stands ready the irs stands ready after fema issues a disaster declaration the irs may postpone certain tax filing and tax payment deadlines for taxpayers who reside or have businesses uh, in disaster areas so the irs stands ready to postpone tax deadlines for you if um if you're you know you get burned your place gets burned down or flooded so there is no need to call the IRS to request this relief. The IRS automatically identifies taxpayers located in the covered disaster area and applies filing and payment relief. Those impacted by the disaster with tax-related questions can contact the IRS at 866-562-5227 to speak with an IRS specialist trained to handle disaster-related issues. Taxpayers who do not reside in a covered disaster area but suffered impact from a disaster should call 866-562-5227 to find out if they qualify for disaster tax relief and to discuss other available options. So in other words, typically if a disaster happens, you might think, well, what am I going to do with the IRS and whatnot? Well, they'll typically kind of, uh, you know, give the benefits based on where the disaster was. So if you live in that disaster area, then the IRS should know that based on your location. And they have that location on the tax return. So whatever they're going to do, they should do it automatically, which usually includes extending the due date of the tax return and possibly any payment due dates could be possibly extended uh, depending on, on what they do in that particular situation. However, if you live outside the disaster area, but say your business or your records are in the disaster area or something like that, then it might not be as clear to the IRS that you were impacted by it. And you might have to contact the IRS to make sure that you get any any relief that could be provided from them. So hopefully the IRS side of things with regards to the extension and, and that kind of thing should be automatic if in the event of a disaster and you don't have to do anything too preemptive in order to, to settle that because the IRS stands ready to extend a deadline a little bit in case something happens. So find complete disaster assistance and emergency relief details. There's a link to that here for both individuals and businesses on our Around the Nation webpage on irs.gov. There's a link to the Around the Nation webpage. The FEMA Prepare for Disasters webpage. There's a link to that here. Includes information to build a kit. There's a link to building a kit here too of emergency supplies. So related items. So there's a lot of good reading material down here that you can go to and that includes publication 2194 disaster resource guide for individuals and businesses publication 583 starting a business and keeping records fs 2017-11 reconstructing records after a natural disaster or casualty loss small business administration disasterassistance.gov and ready.gov a lot of good material there there's links to all that great stuff uh, here, and there'll be a link to this in the description.